Both coasts of North America are baking in the sun. A heat wave has taken aim at New England, and the Pacific coast is faring far worse. People in the Northwest are sweltering in their homes without any air conditioning. The northeastern states are experiencing above-average temps in the 90s, Fahrenheit. That would seem cool to people farther west. Seattle and Vancouver have reached 100 degrees Fahrenheit in the last several days. Washington and Oregon have opened air conditioning cooling centers for citizens. Idaho and California are sweating, too. Even the Arctic Circle has been affected. Siberia has seen the mid-90s or even higher, shattering records and stretching our imaginations. A heat wave can easily turn into an unforeseen crisis, especially in areas that are usually cooler. No matter the crisis, we can take comfort in the fact that nothing takes God by surprise. The one who gives us salvation in Christ is never caught off guard. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. We're in a series this week called A Fisherman's Letter. Today, we're continuing our journey through the great epistle we call First Peter. Yesterday, we saw how the apostle and former fisherman began his letter by offering comfort to his scattered, exiled readers in ancient Turkey. He reminded them of the gospel of Christ, which gave them comfort in the midst of their trials and offered them grace and peace in God. Today, we're going to look at some verses that many Christians know. What they may not know is that these are the words of the Apostle Peter and not the Apostle Paul. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. Join me as we take a look at these famous lines. You probably know, but you may not have realized they were written by Peter. And we just heard the voice of British actor and Christ follower David Suchet. We'll hear more of his reading from 1 Peter in just a moment. And then after the program, I want to send you a two-part documentary that follows in the footsteps of Peter. I'm David Suchet, and I'm in search of one of the most puzzling characters in history, a simple first-century fisherman who somehow became the founding father of the most powerful Christian church on earth. In this series, I'll be uncovering fragments of tradition and half-whispered traces of Peter's life revealing surprising new discoveries and theories about the man who shaped a faith that came to dominate Western civilization. David Suchet, introducing his documentary, In the Footsteps of Peter. It's a fascinating journey through the Middle East and Europe that helped me better appreciate how the Lord called a simple fisherman from the Galilee to become a fisher of men. Call us after the program, and for your fiscal year-end gift, We'll send you the DVD. We're now less than two days away from the end of June. When we started the month, we needed to raise $372,500 to meet our budget for the year. I'm happy to say we're now below $50,000 that we need to break even. I'm so thankful that even in this year of COVID, the Lord has provided for our needs through friends like you. Here's the number to call after the program. 800 654 2836-800-65-HAVEN. Or come to our website. Watch the trailer from the documentary. You can make your gift then and there at haventoday.com. 
HavenToday.org, HavenToday.org, for In the Footsteps of Peter. And a quick reminder, if you'd like to follow In the Footsteps of Paul, as well as Peter, we have both documentaries bundled together for your minimum gift amount. Ask about that when you call or read more about it when you go online. And now, how about a little music? How about Chris Tomlin opening this haven today? Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night, and you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never Good Father, it's who you are, it's who you are, it's who you are, and I'm loved by you, it's who I am, it's who I am, it's who I am. Oh, and I've seen many searching for it.
Good, Good Father. That's the name of the song sung for us by Chris Tomlin, opening this haven today, a fisherman's letter. I'm Charles Morris. If you and I are going to be honest, perhaps we don't know First Peter as well as we think we do. So I'm very happy that we can take a little time this week to walk through the major themes of this spirit-inspired letter from a man who used to fish for fish, but then was called to fish for men. Yesterday, we looked at chapter 1, and now let's turn the page to chapter 2. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. A reading of the first three verses of 1 Peter 2 by David Suchet. We'll keep hearing from him a few more times as we work through this chapter. Think of a baby who cries for milk throughout the night. Perhaps you experienced this with your own children. Every few hours, that infant needs to be fed. The newborn child needs constant nourishment to live and grow, and he or she is completely dependent on their mother or the parents for formula. You and I don't like to think of ourselves as dependent, of course. After all, we're supposed to be grown-ups. We're grown women and men, and we're supposed to look after ourselves. But Peter paints a slightly different picture for us. You and I need constant nourishment from the Word of God in order to live, in order to grow. He tells his readers in verse 3 that they have already tasted that the Lord is good. And once you develop the taste, you can never go back. Now that we have received grace and peace from God as exiles, we can seek after him more and more. We have tasted the beginning, but there's more. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Jesus Christ walked this earth. All Christians have heard this countless times. But think about this with me for a minute. God the Son took on flesh and came down to our planet. What a shocking, marvelous realization this is. And what does Peter say? Christ was rejected by humans. Even Peter himself denied Jesus three times when his own life was on the line. We can be thankful that it's not up to us. 
to make it even more specific, we can be thankful that it's not up to you and me. Jesus was rejected by humanity, but he was chosen by God as the cornerstone. As exiles, we're similar to our Savior in this way. Think about this with me. We're not the people that the world would probably choose. Most of us are not very powerful, not very influential. Yet you and I are spiritual stones in the temple, the place where the God of the universe dwells. Or think of Peter himself. A fisherman was not exactly the highest of high in ancient society. Imagine with me a first century fisherman on that sea of Galilee, casting nets, drawing in fish. He was a blue-collar worker, we might say, which means he was far from a priest in the temple or a king in a palace. He even goes around the village smelling like, well, smelling like fish. He isn't terribly important in the world's eyes, not terribly influential, but Christ chose him as an apostle. The one who wrote this letter is a good example of the words that he was writing. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The idea that you and I are priests and the people of God is one of the most unexpected things imaginable. What a comfort! What a blessing in Christ! Peter knew the terms he was using. He was a child of Abraham, after all. He was born in the promised land. In Christ, you and I are a royal priesthood, God's special possession, and receivers of mercy. What an incredibly gracious and good God we serve, who would look at us sinners in this way. It's nothing but shocking grace, even for Peter, who denied his Lord three times. You and I are made of the same stuff as the Apostle Peter. We're sinful, but you and I also serve the same God as the Apostle Peter, the merciful one who gave us grace upon grace, along with peace, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Dear friends, I urge you, as foreigners and exiles, to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. Live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. Think with me about a beautiful flower. In fact, let's think about spring flowers. They come in the summer, but they're special in the spring. Those of us who live farther north experience winter. And sometimes... Winter lasts longer than one would hope. Some years, the bitter cold, the short dark days, and the ice and snow can seem to go on and last forever. What a striking sight it is to see the first flower of spring. Maybe it's popping up through the snow, or maybe it's in the middle of a field of brown, dead grass. Either way, it's a sign of life. That's what Peter wants from his readers. Really, that's what God wants to be true of us as foreigners and exiles. We're supposed to avoid situations of conflict. But this war is not against other groups of people who may try to unjustly oppress us. No, we are supposed to avoid the war against our sinful desires. The result is beautiful. 
The pagans may see how we live our lives and glorify God as a result. This powerful gospel that changed Peter changes us as well. This is the power of God. He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sins and live for righteousness. By his wounds you have been healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but now you have returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Chapter 1 of 1 Peter ended with the gospel, and chapter 2 ends much the same way. Once again, this is the only hope for exiles like Peter, or you and me. Why can we as scattered exiles have confidence that God looks after us? Because Jesus bore our sins in his body on the cross. Why can we be assured that God is working in us to make us more like Christ? Because his son lived, died, and rose again for us. And he is not half a savior. He will complete the work that he began. There's a reason Psalm 23 is one of the most well-known and well-loved portions of Scripture. Though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, God himself is our shepherd. Have you ever seen a shepherd leading a sheep? Think back with me to the first century Mediterranean world. Shepherds stayed with their sheep, lived with them. They nurtured them. They helped bring them into the world and lead them to good pasture. Now, imagine a wolf shows up coming over the next hill. The flock of sheep may not even be aware of it. Sheep are not exactly the brightest animals that God created. But the shepherd sees it, and he prepares for it, and he defends his sheep from the danger. Or think of a small child, timid and afraid in a crowd of strangers. What do they do? They bury their face into mom or dad, <laughs> the leg of their parent. They take comfort in the fact that their shepherd and overseer is watching over them. They are safe and well cared for. And you know what? You and I can take great comfort in the fact that the shepherd and overseer of our souls is not a harsh taskmaster. Christ himself watches over us. He protects us, his scattered, exiled flock of sheep just like he watched over and protected Peter. You and I have tasted, we've seen that the Lord is good. And there's plenty more where that came from. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held by your hand. From the moment that I wake up Until I lay my head Oh, I will sing Of the goodness of God And all my life you have been Goodness of God. 
featuring Bethany Bernard from the Worship Initiative. That was Goodness of God here on Haven Today and A Fisherman's Letter. For many of us where I live in North America, it is hot and we're trying to stay indoors, to stay cool. Some of us wish we had air conditioning, especially if you're living in the Northwest or what Canadians call the Lower Mainland, even if it's not hot where you live. Summer is a time where we often relax, maybe watch a little more TV. And rather than wasting your time with TV that doesn't really lift your spirit or point you to Christ... I have a great idea to redeem the time this summer. It's called In the Footsteps of Peter. And it's like taking a virtual vacation with David Suchet. And he takes you to the places Peter would have walked and traveled in his time. I'd like to send you this two-hour documentary that'll help you better understand how Jesus changed Peter's life. As you follow in his footsteps, I know your faith will be greatly encouraged as you see how God used an ordinary man like you and me to spread the gospel. I want to invite you to call us right now. We've only got a couple of days left in our fiscal year in. Make your gift. Help us reach our budget. With less than two days left in our goal, we still need to bring in just under $50,000. Would you help us finish our goal so we can start our next fiscal year in the black? And we can keep sharing the great story that's all about Jesus with real people, just like you and me. Our number to call, and please call right now, is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come visit our website, watch the trailer from the documentary, make your gift at haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And... If you didn't get in the footsteps of Paul from us last year, we have that in a special bundle with the Peter documentary for your minimum year-end gift. Ask about that, the bundle, when you call or read more when you go online. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for joining me. Come back again tomorrow and join me, won't you, when again we get to share together the great story that's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Growing in Christ is rarely a smooth or easy process. Just look at the disciples of Jesus. In Matthew chapter 16, within the span of just seven verses, Peter goes from having a spiritual breakthrough, exclaiming to Jesus, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And moments later, Jesus is responding to something else Peter had said, saying, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Three steps forward, two steps back. That's what spiritual growth is really like. And the good news is every day we have a new chance to learn and relearn what it means to follow Jesus. Anchor Devotional is daily encouragement from God's Word. Try it out today. Visit GetAnchor.com.